It's the beginning of the school year. And if you're anything like me, you have been spending time thinking about how to do things better. Around this time of year, I really find myself reflecting on what's working and what's not. And I always say that September is it's kind of like the mom and stepmom new year. So if this year you would like to make some changes in how you're approaching stepmom life, obviously I've got you. Maybe you want to improve your relationship with your stepkids, or maybe you want to communicate with your partner about your stepfamily stressors, but can't seem to do it without it leading to a big fight. Or maybe you want to disengage, but aren't sure how to do it without being seen as the bad guy or seeming like you don't care about your stepkids because that's not the case at all. I have a workshop for all three of these situations. Just head to jamiescrimger.com forward slash workshops to check them out. They're available to members of the Kick-Ass Stemmon community. Or if you just want the workshop and aren't into the whole membership thing, you can grab them a la carte. That's www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash workshops on how to prove your relationship with your stepkids, how to communicate with your partner about your stepfamily stress, and how to disengage the right way. www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash workshops say you're feeling overwhelmed and you want to kind of do an overhaul of your home, where's the best place to start? So it's an interesting place. It's the bathroom, I think, because the bathroom doesn't have a lot of photos and sentimental items and keepsakes. And, you know, I wouldn't suggest starting in the garage or the storage room, although that's where you think you need to start. I think that we need to train our brains that I can do this, get the anxiety down, sort of tether that anxiety, dopamine reward, and start in the bathroom. Hey, it's Jamie Scrimger. When I became a stepmom, I quickly realized that while moms are encouraged to keep it real, there's a big double standard when it comes to stepmoms. So I decided to start the conversation myself. Thriving as a stepmom doesn't just come from conversations about being a stepmom though. Here, we dive into marriage, relationships, personal growth, and more. My mission? Inspire you to live a kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. This is the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom, guys. Jamie here. And I'm all about getting it together right now. The kids are back to school. I am on a mission to get organized and to declutter and simplify life. I was listening to a podcast the other day and a question popped up. I think the guest was Mel Robbins or was Jenna Kutcher or someone like that. And the question was, how can I make things easier? How can I make this easier? And it's just been in my head ever since. And today's episode is really helpful in that mission of mine now In fact, my guest, Megan Golightly of Go Simplified, said a few things during this interview that really hit home for me. So as one of the most popular organizing and decluttering influencers in North America, Megan is best known for weaving her psychology background and interest in neuroscience into her content and to her tips. She promotes the importance of mental health and positivity in her content. And it's not just about organizing tips. It goes so much deeper, which I love. She talks a lot about how clutter can cost you time, money, space, energy, and mental and physical health. And when she said that, I was like, whoa, yeah, this is about more than just stuff. This episode is a conversation about how we can change the way we look at clutter and organizing and how the stories about our stuff that we are carrying around with us are holding us back. 
Megan also shares a great strategy for transitioning clothes between mom's and dad's house and minimizing the stress that it can cause, which is something that I know many of us can relate to. I love this talk with Megan and I am so excited to share it with you. Be sure to check her out at gosimplified.com. She has tons of guides to help you simplify every area of your home. And you can also go follow her on Instagram at gosimplified. Let's dive in. All right. So I feel like this is the perfect timing for me selfishly. Obviously (laughs) I do this podcast for my community, but my husband says I'm the most unorganized, organized person he knows. Do you know people like that? Yeah, I do. And thank you for having me. But when you say that, I get excited because sometimes people aren't disorganized. They just have too much stuff. Yes. Either in their head or their life. So he could be right. You're organized, but the rest of the sentence is you just have too much stuff, you know? That really hit when you just said too much stuff, even in your life or in your brain and just like things you've got going on. Cause I've definitely felt like that lately. Like I know what I need to do and I can get it organized, but there's just too much of it. Yeah. In your head and in your physical space. And they're really the same. So yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, no, this is good. So let's actually talk about the relationship between clutter and having too much stuff and our mental health, because we talk a lot about our mental health and the meditation and, you know, making sure we're working out and we're eating well and treating our body, all the things, right? Yeah. But I know for sure for me, our space is so important, right? It it plays a huge role in how we feel. Yeah. And I think that we talk about organization all the time, right? I need to get, it's almost like there should be a better word. I don't even like the word decluttered. Like it it just sounds bad, right? Clutter. I guess that's a good thing, Mm -hmm. but I want to, you know, kind of relate it to your audience too, of being a stepmom and, you know, and managing other people's things too, right? Relationships. There's a cost to clutter always, always. And it's time, space, energy, relationships, mental and physical health, right? There probably are even more, but some people can live with a lot, but there's usually some cost associated with it. And there was a study done at UCLA, women's cortisol is directly related to how much it goes up in correlation to how much stuff they have in their house. Wow. So it's kind of undeniable that we, as women take it in visually, men call it their stuff. And it's okay. It's just my stuff. But we take it in emotionally and it becomes this baggage. You know, that's what my page is all about, really, is the psychology behind it and then practical tips and tricks and things to help you organize that you see everywhere on tons of pages. But I really want to focus on that psychology because if you understand that, the rest is easy. But you can't do anything. You can't organize until you've understood that the mechanics until you declutter. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And I love talking about the psychology behind things. So can you tell me a little bit more about just different aspects of the psychology behind all of this stuff in our house? Like, so I know there's the issue with letting go, right? There's the issue with, you know, what things mean to you, or maybe we're trying to self-sabotage. Totally. Tell me more. I think that the way that we were raised usually we heard stories about why to hang on to things instead of why it's okay to let go. 
right? So Mm -hmm. it's almost like how we as humans have to almost fight to be positive. We all have this kind of negativity about us. It's too bad that we're not positive and have to fight to be negative, but it's the opposite way. So I think because of how a lot of people were raised, maybe their parents had to hang on to things because of the depression or because they immigrated and they just didn't have a lot or financial reasons. Sometimes we've heard those stories and we don't really live like that right now. COVID put us into tailspin, but we have to ditch the stories and break free of what's holding us back. So that means asking ourselves new questions, right? Like, do I really love this thing? Do I use this realistically? And would I go and buy this again today? And I think what we do is we get caught in what we used to say, and we repeat the cycle of those stories, supporting why to keep something, retelling those old stories instead of asking how we can get rid of it. And that's like meditation too, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to get it out of the pipe. You got to set yourself free to see what's there to take. I want to tell you a story. So I was away with my aunt and my cousin about two years ago now. And they are the type of people who have all of their supplements and protein bars and goodies all in a big Ziploc bag when they travel. It's actually so great because they're so organized. They always have the goods and I'm just not on my game in that way. Now, one morning I was feeling a little dehydrated. And so my aunt gave me some watermelon element salt to put in my water. So in case you've been living underneath a rock, element is an electrolyte drink mix. It's the one that everyone has been talking about. And after trying it, I was obsessed for the rest of the trip. I had heard about Element on other podcasts, but I had never tried it. And I just felt so good, loved the taste, and was like, I'm going to reach out to this brand and see if they want to partner on the podcast. Because I really believe that everyone needs some Element in their life. Honestly, every time I'm away or if we're out with friends, I have some in my bag. I'm like, you have to try this. So fast forward about a year later, Element has been a sponsor of the podcast for a while now. And I love it because it's one of the habits that I have in my daily routine. And my stepson and husband also love Element too. If you have not jumped on the Element train yet, I got to tell you, now is the time. A growing body of research has revealed that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels that are two to three times the government recommendations, which is why Element says more salt, not less. So each pack of Element has a truly meaningful dose of electrolytes in a science-backed ratio. So that's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. No sugar, no sketchy ingredients, no gluten, no sugar. And so many other electrolyte drinks are just full of crap and sugar and lacking an actual electrolyte. So with Element, you can be confident that you're getting everything that you need and nothing that you don't. Element comes in eight flavors. And when you place an order through this link, www.drinklmnt.com forward slash kickass stepmom, you get a free sample pack with your order. This way you can try all the flavors and figure out your favorite. My go-to is watermelon and raspberry. My husband and stepson love the lime. www.drinkelement.com forward slash kickass stepmom for a free sample pack with purchase. Try risk-free with a money-back guarantee. That's www.drinklmnt.com forward slash kickass stepmom. I want to tell you something. There was a time in my life when I would never spend money on pajamas. I don't even think I really had pajamas. I wanted to invest my funds into things that I would wear outside of the house. When I had to buy my first sheet set, I did not understand why someone would invest in anything but the least expensive sheets possible. 
I didn't get it. That was me in my early 20s. Now that I'm in my late 30s, I realize just how wrong that was. Investing in bedding and loungewear and pajamas makes all the sense in the world. My go-to, as you know, is Cozy Earth. From their PJs to their loungewear to their temperature-regulating sheets made from bamboo viscose, Cozy Earth has helped me level up my quality of sleep and how I feel when I'm in lounge mode. The first thing that I do when I get home is either switch into a cozy bamboo jogger set or right into my PJs. Sleeping in my duvet cover and sheet set made from the premium viscose bamboo is like a freaking dream. Temperature regulating sheets are definitely the move. It is no surprise that Cozy Earth has made Oprah's favorite things several years in a row. Their products are next level, and these are the softest clothes that I own. Right now, I'm actually in the process of going through all of my clothes and purging things that don't make me feel or look right. And most of my loungewear is out. I'm all about the Cozy Earth. The best part of the loungewear is that it just doesn't look sloppy. You can totally go out of the house and look completely put together. I even wore a set recording podcast last week. Now, Cozy Earth has given listeners of the podcast 40% off any purchase with the code COZYJAMIE40. That's CozyEarth.com and use the code COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off. www.CozyEarth.com and use the code COZYJAMIE40 for 40% off. So in my marriage, I love to purge, right? I love to purge. I moved into the house that my husband lived in with his first wife and kids, and they had a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like it's even 10 years, over 10 years we've been together now, and I'm still getting rid of stuff. I'm still, you know, purging. And it's like a new level every single time, right? We've come a long, long way. It's like, I'm on my last room, which is really exciting. The laundry room. But we have such a difference in our mentality about getting rid of things. So sometimes he'll say, I hate when you get rid of things when we don't have something to replace it. Like we won't have it anymore. I'm like, but we don't need it. Yeah. Right. And so he's in that space where he's like, well, we might need this someday. So why would we go waste that money when we already had it? Yeah. And I'm like, well, realistically, I probably would want something new anyway. (laughs) Like, right. So how do you recommend people deal with these issues with their partners, right? When you have a different mentality about purging and keeping with your partner. Communication, right? I'm sure you talk about it all the time. I think you need to communicate Mm -hmm. those costs to you. So he's telling a story that supports what he's learned, why to hang on. And it's not right or wrong kind of, it's just a story. And so he's trained his brain and that's the neural pathway that his brain takes So I think through communication and respect and listening, you know, when you understand the mechanics, then you can communicate better about the issue, right? Like you can't really explain too much about what's wrong with your car unless you really understand that it has an oil thing and an engine and transmission and how it works. So I see it the same way about clutter. You need to understand a little bit about why, where these stories come from, what the stories are, and maybe what a new story is and the costs. So I think if you had that conversation with him and said, you know, these are the costs and clutter has a cost to me, my cortisol goes up. So there should be a compromise, right? It doesn't mean get rid of everything. And I'm not a minimalist at all. I look around, I have what I need. Mm -hmm. Things get somewhat out of control, but everything has a place to go back to, a home to go back to or a town. So I can quickly get it back in control when it gets out of control. The problem is, is when people get too far, like when you came into that house, 
you know, you needed to make homes for things and literally get organized. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, I think it's just communication and being brave enough to have that communication, trusting that, you know, your person isn't going to leave you because you're expressing what's important to you. Mm -hmm, For sure. Well, sometimes I just wait till he goes away and then I do a big purge. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Yeah. Well, sometimes he doesn't even know, right? When we first got together, he was away on a weekend yeah. and I kept asking him, well, when do you think you're going to be home? When do you think you're going to be home? Yeah. And he was wondering why she's like, is she like very naggy? Right. Like, yeah. why does she care when I'm home? But I just wanted to know if I had more time to get to Goodwill. Yes. And <laughs> my car was full when he rolls in the driveway. I'm like, shoot. Oh, no. So then the next day he wanted to put something in my trunk and we opened my trunk and saw everything there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> You didn't want that, did you? So it was funny. It's become a joke. And people do that a lot with their kids too, right? Like take it all away when they're not looking. And, you know, to me, there's a bit of an issue with that because the real learning could be talking to your kids and explaining those three things. Do you really love this? Do you really need this? Would you buy this again today if we went to a store? Mm -hmm. Because then they'll learn those three questions and flip it instead of repeating the stories about why to hang on to it, sentimentality, just in case, what if we don't have money, trauma, you know, all sorts of reasons why we hang on to things, then they might stand a chance. But if you don't know those new questions to ask, you can't sort of teach them that language. Mm -hmm. And it really is a language, right? You can't expect them to speak it if you don't speak it. Same with your husband Mm -hmm. or partner or whoever you live with. And coming into a family, blending a family is loaded for problems like that. You know, I'm engaged. We haven't, you know, merged together. We've chosen to not do that, I think, until the kids are older. But, you know, that would create a ton of issue and resentment and kids. You could talk about that. That's just a lot there. Yeah. No, for sure. Possessions. That's my stuff. That's my identity. Yeah, for sure. And It is interesting just how far we've come in our conversations around these things. I sent him one of your reels the other day. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was decluttering our bunkie up at the cottage. So I was like, yes, (laughs) I'm making some progress. Yeah. That's a good way too. you know, to use the third party authority a bit of like, can we talk about this? Or, you know, I'm really liking these ideas the same way as I might talk to Brian and his kids, my kids about some of the things you suggest, right? Show them these are real problems and I acknowledge you feel this way, but let's communicate and see how we can compromise. Mm -hmm. But there is a cost to clutter and there's just all sorts of ways to get it in control. But to me, like I love the seeing people organize things, but I feel badly sometimes when I put those up because that's not people's problems. The problems are how do I let go? How do I ditch the stories? How do I make room for things that truly matter? You know, I need to realize I'm worth more than my clutter. And how do I start? I'm just too overwhelmed. Where do I even start? Right? So that's what I like to talk about. Because to me, that's where the freedom lies. The rest is easy in a way when you have less. Where do you start? So say you're feeling overwhelmed and you want to kind of do an overhaul of your home. Where's the best place to start? So it's an interesting place. It's the bathroom, I think, because the bathroom doesn't have a lot of photos and sentimental items and keepsakes. And, you know, I wouldn't suggest starting in the garage or the storage room, although that's where you think you need to start. I think that we need to train our brains that I can do this, get the anxiety down, sort of tether that 
anxiety dopamine reward and start in the bathroom because there isn't usually a ton of things. It's usually one of your smallest rooms. And like I said, there's not a lot of sentimental things. So I do have guides for every room and the guides spend the first 10 pages really on the psychology and how to start and how to make the appointment because you have to make an appointment with yourself to do it. And then the steps are all in there, but the bathroom's a great place to start, Mm -hmm. which sounds kind of gross and weird, but it is. No, I I totally get that. And would you say when it comes to things in the bathroom, we keep so many things that we actually don't need, right? In terms of products and all of that kind of stuff. So you probably get that muscle of getting rid of things and pushing them out and just kind of getting used to it. Totally. Then where do we go? Well, I think too, with the bathroom, with, you know, cosmetics, and usually it's things that you buy at a panic because you don't know if you have it. So once you get it organized, you get this mental snapshot and then you know what you have. So then when you're at the drugstore, you won't feel as compelled to panic buy because you know you have it. So it comes with this confidence too of, I'm in control. I know what I have. But most people don't have, you know, I call it towns because I think it's kind of fun and funny too. So then with your husband, you can say, if he asks you, you know, where's the dog leash, you can say, well, it's in dog town, right? Like it has a place to go back to just like the car parks in the garage. Everything for the dog goes here. And, you know, you don't have to be neurotic about it if things get left out, but at least they have a place to go back to. And so with a bathroom, if you divide everything into categories, like I explained in the guides, decide what you need and don't need, and then put it back into categories or towns, you'll have that mental snapshot and your cortisol will go down because you have this mental inventory Mm -hmm. and you're not trying to figure out what you have anymore. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not perfection. It's just progress, right? It's just a step in the right direction. But you start small, start in the bathroom and you know, consolidate all the shampoos into one bottle. Like really, even to get yourself out of the mess, consolidate it all, put it in one then you don't have 18 and you know what you have, right? Mm -hmm. And you can keep an overflow somewhere, but just not an excessive overflow. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram the other day that you were talking about the power of having one bottle, like the shampoo and the conditioner in a clear bottle instead of having all of the bottles everywhere. And I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like how much would that just change the way I feel in my shower? Yeah, totally, Jamie. Little things and then your cortisol isn't spiked first thing. There's something neurologically, this man who's a neuroscientist that I follow him, Andrew Huberman, he talks about something called duration path outcome. And what that is, is your brain is always trying to predict duration path outcome. So when you walk around your house and you see some clutter in your bathroom and you see all those shampoo bottles and cream rinse, you think duration, how long is this going to last? And it's almost like a fight or flight. Am I going to be eaten or do I need to eat? So you think duration, how long is this going to last here? How could I get rid of it? What's the path to fix it? And what's it going to look like when I'm done? And your brain cycles through that with everything you see to stay alive, whether you like it or not. And if you can't sleep, your brain's doing duration path outcome on all sorts of problems. And I just rather that problem be how am I going to make money? How am I going to live? How am I going to be happy? Then how am I going to manage my shampoo and conditioner, right? (laughs) So the more we get rid of those micro issues for the duration path outcome, the more brain space we have for bigger problems, more important problems. Mm -hmm. 
we sabotage ourselves. Like you said, it's like, oh, but I don't want to get rid of that tiny amount of the Aveda shampoo because it was so expensive. But if we think about it, what's more important, the 15 cents that's left or our self-worth? And I'm sorry, I'm not saying just throw it out, squeeze it into a different bottle or do whatever you want, but move past it. Like get that story out because you are worth more than your stuff. Mm -hmm. So true. All right. Do you have strategies for the laundry room? I'm starting the laundry room. So I'm in the middle of a reno process. So if you have any tips on that, because I keep telling Darren, I said, this laundry room is going to change our life Yeah, because it's going to be so much more organized. There's going to be such less clutter. There's more storage. So you have to help me prove myself. <laughs> yeah. So in my guides too, what I've done, because I've done this for 14 years, right? And so I've seen almost everything you can have in a house. Thankfully, I haven't seen a few things that shouldn't be in a house, but I've seen almost everything, I think. So I know, and I have written down the categories of things that are usually found in those rooms. And that's one problem too, is you know a junk drawer that stuff just kind of doesn't belong in the kitchen. So things need to earn their right to be in those rooms. So the laundry room, like in the guide, there's a list of all of the categories of things that you typically find in a laundry room. So what I suggest people do is cut those out when they're working through the guide and put things like spread them all over the floor and then put the items that correspond with the little label in front of those things. So then you can decide, do I really have room for this thing in here in the laundry room, this category of, you know, maybe laundry supplies or rags or cleaning supplies, whatever the category is that I've listed. And then you can decide as you put them back, you prioritize, do I have to have this here? What's important in this category? Can I let any of it go? And then you assign a space for it and then it permanently has a home. So you're sort of setting up the rooms of your laundry room with these categories. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's no coincidence that we, whoever decided that rooms in your house should be designed and called certain rooms, that's for a reason, right? So we know where to go. And it's the same for things within that room. You know, then what goes where within that room. And like I said, it's not OCD and it's not neurotic. It's just survival to make your life easier systems and towns as I call them. So if I were you, that's what I would do is print off that list and see what's important and then put it back in order of importance. And if you just don't have room for something, you have to decide right size. Can I keep it or do I have to put it somewhere else or get rid of it? Mm -hmm. Cause I just don't have room for it. You know? Yeah. How many extra sheets do you think you should have? You know, that's a good question. Some girls on my team say they just keep one. Depends how good you are at laundry. I do laundry every day, a small load, because I love to keep up on it. And I actually like doing laundry. Mm -hmm. Cooking's a different thing. But I would say one or two. I have two. I have a backup, but I could probably do with one actually, but no more than two. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Martha Stewart and you love changing your sheets according to season. And then great if that brings you joy. But if you haven't used those Christmas sheets or the Thanksgiving sheets that you plan to use for years, then get rid of it. It's more of, I wish I would do that because I saw Martha Stewart do it and I want to be that person, but you're kind of not. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the story and live with who you are instead of torturing yourself. Then every time you open the linen closet, then you're telling yourself a bad message about yourself going like, oh, I wish I'd put up those Christmas sheets, you know, and really then your subconscious mind thinks that you are losing and failing, but you're not, it's just not you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. I love back to school shopping. 
Not only do I love helping the kids pick out their backpacks and school supplies and shoes and just the things they need to start their fresh new school year, I usually do a little fall shopping myself. And this year I got myself my own backpack from Poppy Barley. So Poppy Barley is a female founded sustainable Canadian footwear and accessories brand. And their mission is luxury for the people and the planet. Poppy Barley crafts sustainably made products that are fair priced and designed to be worn on repeat, which as you guys know, I'm all about being deliberate and getting timeless pieces when it comes to my wardrobe. So this is so aligned for me. They are a certified B corporation, which means they meet the highest standards of verified social environmental performance, transparency, and accountability. So this year, one of my biggest intentions is to be more organized, especially when it comes to my work. We are always on the go, and I'm often working out of my car in Reese's dance parking lot or doing work in the lodge of the ski hill when she's doing her lessons. And I usually just throw my laptop in my tote, but this is not working for me. Once my laptop came out of my bag and I ran over it with my car, and another time my water bottle leaked in my bag and ruined my laptop. Like I have such bad luck with laptops, but I am confident now that with the backpack from Poppy Barley, with the special compartments for my, all my electronics, this is no longer going to be an issue. I'm going to get it together. So this classic leather backpack converts into a briefcase too. So you just have to unhook the straps, tuck them in and go. It is perfect for someone who's commuting and just who, you know, is working on the go. The backpack has been one of their best-selling styles for seven years and is handcrafted in a family-owned facility in Mexico. I also have my eye on the Glove Fit Flat in black and Poppy Barley's Kensington boot. They are freaking gorge. I'm definitely going to be using my own code. So you can head to poppybarley.com and use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM for 10% off your order. That's www.poppybarley.com and use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM to get 10% off your order. You can't use this code in conjunction with any other promotions, and it's limited to one per customer. www.poppybarley.com and use the code KICKASSDEMOM for 10% off. Okay, let's talk about our closet. Okay, your closet? Well, not my closet. My closet's really good, but just closets in general, because I actually talk a lot about this. I'm super deliberate about my wardrobe. Yeah. I like everything to kind of coordinate so I can mix and match. I don't wear a lot of color on purpose just because I like to be able to wear things repeatedly. So it just kind of all blends in and everything kind of goes together. So I'm constantly going through my closet and, you know, trying to take things out. So do you have any strategies for people who you know, have an overflowing closet, they might wear things, they're not sure what to get rid of, you know, it's a staple piece, but they haven't worn it in three years. Like, let's talk with the closet. Yeah. So same thing back to those three questions, you know, do I love this? Do I use this? You know, a year, I think is what they generally say. I maybe give a bit of grace on that, but have I used this? And would I go and buy this today? Or did I buy it because it was on sale? Or did I buy it because my friend was with me and I was pressured to buy the, you know, YSL shoes and they don't even fit. So again, get rid of the story of you paid too much money. They're super uncomfortable. I mean, that's a fact, but get rid of those stories about why you're supporting keeping things and look at one piece at a time. So again, in my guides, the steps are there of how to take it apart, how to take it apart if you're just so overwhelmed that you can't take everything out. But I always recommend, Jamie, that you take everything out and then have the pieces earn their right to be back in. So it takes 
four or five hours, right? Like it's going to be a day job. You can't do it when you're talking to your friend and the kids are just coming home from school on the fly, which is what we try to do. You have to attack it like an appointment, right? You don't just try to go to the doctor on a whim just because, you know, you have to respect your own time, just like you respect other people's time. And I say, move everything back in one piece at a time. And then there's strategies on how to organize it and what to use. Again, that's all in my guide, but I set it up to on Instagram, every month is a different room. And next month actually is primary bedroom, closet, jewelry, yes, that kind of thing. So if you ever want to go back, you would see last September in my feed is really all about that. This September will be all about that. I have a free calendar so that people can download and follow month by month. You can jump around, however, get the how-to guides for each room for each month, but you can pick the room you want to start on. And there is a strategy, right? It's why it doesn't really work if your friend or your mother comes over and you say, let's do my closet. You know, it kind of works, but I am an expert at it and I've been doing it for a long time and we've figured out things that work and don't work. Again, it's all in the guides, but people think that they should just be good at it, Jamie. And Mm -hmm. They kind of are, but the psychology, that piece gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to link all those guides for everyone. Yeah. Once you do it a few times, then you do get better. I hear that from my community all the time is once I get going, I'm way better and I'm inspired. And, you know, it's that whole thing. And I was thinking about that this morning for a real is you would never hear from anybody who's worked through the guide and done it oh man, I regret doing that. Mm -hmm. That was not a good idea. You know, because once you do it, you're like, yes, I want more. For sure. It's tricky. It's like anything in life. I want to drink more water. I feel great after I do it, but then we forget. But I think we forget so that we can remember. Like that's the gift of life and meditation and all that, right? Is that we forget because remembering feels good and you can do it. Anybody can do it. You just need help how, how to start, how to do it. And that's why I made the guides. Yeah. Same with your programs, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I would love to get some of those too, because I'm diving into that too, of, you know, managing two little girls that I didn't know four years ago. Yeah, no, there's never a dull moment. And I can definitely hook you up with any support with that. (laughs) I do want to go back to the one thing though. You just said, take everything out of the closet. Is that what you mean? Like you strip that whole room? Yeah, that's what we do as a team when we arrive at a house. Now, we usually come in a pair because sometimes you just can't get through it with one person. So in the guide, I invite people to invite a friend over, but stick with the guide, right? Don't get carried away with the wine and stuff because you'll have a lot of fun and you can have a bit, but you don't want to get distracted, right? So take your phone out, do all those things, put a sign on the door, like take it seriously because you are worth it. But we take everything out. That's the first step because then you are physically, emotionally, mentally clearing the space because your brain knows if you left 20% behind, if you left 5% behind, your brain knows and thinks it's not done. And then you'll criticize yourself of like, why didn't I finish this? And why didn't I get through it all? So if you can't take it all out, take a category at a time or take a section It's easier if you can take it all out because then when you put it back in, you can rebuild properly. If you have three quarters of your closet still in, you kind of can't put that new category in the best spot that works. You'll go back to your old habits of like, well, this is where my work clothes go. So that's why I say, take it all out, put it on your bed, change out your hangers to felt or something that's skinnier that works in your closet for the lighter clothes and suits and stuff can go on wood hangers, but have everything earn its right to be in your closet, just like you have 
your friends, I don't want to say earn, but you know, you don't just let anybody and everything in or it's too much. Right. Mm -hmm. So good. Now, would you have any strategies and maybe you have come up with some strategies now in helping kids in, you know, we talk about blended families and you're transitioning between homes and keeping track of the stuff that goes back and forth. Are there any of, you know, that mental clutter? Cause I know that's a huge stress for a lot of stepmoms. I don't know if you've run into that yet, but stuff just kind of either goes missing or disorganized. There's just a lot of mental load. You know what? I've thought about that for myself. It's funny. I haven't thought about it for other people, but I think the same strategies apply in that it's clutter if it's coming and going and you don't know where it is. And that is a challenging situation to manage because maybe you have a partner who's stonewalling you by holding things back and they know that you bought it and they don't, you know, there could be all sorts of mental games going on there, which is what you look at. I can say that the more organized you are with it, the better, probably the less you have, the better, but lists, right? Like when my kids were younger, going back and forth, we would have like a little list, almost like when we go skiing, like just a little checklist of the vital things they need. So there's no panic when they get over to the other house and stuffy isn't there. Like, you know, not obsessive, like not a hundred thing list, but maybe the top 15 things that they really want to take back and forth and you can laminate it, help them feel more in control of not obsessing and, you know, getting into this neuroses about it. Because I know those transition days are hard. Their parents are stressed, you know, they got the other person coming and they have to look them in the eye and, you know, there's all sorts of things or they don't look them in the eye, but (laughs) there's so much baggage that goes along with that, that I think having a little cheat sheet would make that little person feel that much more in control that, Hey, I got everything and I'm safe and I'm secure. Just starting small with not trying to have everything go back and forth, but it's tricky. I've got teenagers now that, you know, who likes to not have their favorite things with them too. That's that emotional attachment. So maybe talking to them about Mm -hmm. why is this important and why are you so attached to it? Let's break out of that emotional attachment because it's probably not the physical thing. There's emotion tied to it. So talking about it, does that answer your question a bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's a good topic. You and I should do like a collab on that, do a reel. That's a big topic. We should totally do that. It's interesting. So when the kids were young, how old are they now? Remind me. So Maddie is turning 21, then Ethan's 19 and Zach is 16. And then our daughter together is nine. Okay. Yeah. So it's been 10 years, but when we first got together, they had stuff at our house and they had stuff at their mom's house Mm -hmm. for the most part. Like some things would go back and forth. When they're younger, it's easier to manage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then I noticed as they got older, you know, you got that new pair of Lululemon pants, like you got one pair and you don't want to be without it for a week. Right. So things, they started bringing bags and it was really interesting because I said to them, I said, well, why don't we just make sure you have everything here? Like I can help you do that. Yeah. And they wanted their own stuff. It wasn't even about that pair of pants. It was, they wanted to be able to bring their own stuff back and forth and have their stuff with them. So it was really, it was just really interesting. Yeah. I said to my 17 year old daughter, like, I get this. Like, even when I, you know, started dating Brian, I want my things kind of, I want my favorite cream and, you know, I want my things at night, but I don't want to pack it all up and go back and forth. And it's 
tough. So yeah, that's a big one. Teenage and older kids is tricky because nobody wants to, you know, kind of pack suitcases back and forth. And I think there's something physical about that too. Like it's like going on a trip every week. It's stressful to manage that. Yeah. And I always think about how stressful it can be to be living out of a suitcase or when you come home and you haven't unpacked yet and you're living in a bag. And they typically keep their stuff in their bags. Yeah. It creates more work. Like a couple of girls on my team are like, you know, you're traveling a lot for collabs and for other things and speaking presentations and you lose time. You lose a day in there, right? Like it takes time. Yeah, for sure. And that comes back to the cost of it. You're managing the managing of the managing of the stuff, right? And I think for kids, it could be a full-time job managing That's a good topic. I want to come back to you on that one. Yeah, well, we definitely will. But, you know, this has been so good. And I love that we didn't just talk about tips and strategies for, you know, decluttering and all of that, but just that mental load behind it. Is there anything else that you really want to make sure people understand when it comes to the process of, you know, decluttering and organizing their home, just to wrap it up? Yeah, I think that, again, giving yourself grace because you maybe haven't learned these things right? Like your parents probably didn't teach you those words. So be kind to yourself because it's a new way of thinking. And it's kind of exciting when my community kind of, when those light bulb moments go off and they're like, oh, I get it. I was trying to organize, like another analogy is a driver's license and a learner's license. Decluttering is the learner's license and organizing is a driver's license. And you can't really change the order of that. You can't just all of a sudden go out and drive on a highway until you've learned. And you can't really go out and organize until you've decluttered. And I think that's why a lot of people go to the store and they buy a bunch of things, but really what they're trying to do is declutter. Mm -hmm. But they go out to the store to buy more because they don't want to do that hard part because they don't know how to do it right? The letting go. Maybe they just want the pretty bins. Yeah, that's true. And how many people have a bunch of pretty bins and don't know what to do with it? Yeah. Because then by the time you get home, you're exhausted and distracted and you haven't done the decluttering, right? Like you haven't taken the stuff to Goodwill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So give yourself grace because you haven't learned this. You don't really know the mechanics behind it yet because it's all new to you. And if you can understand the why then the rest is easy. Like if you understand the cost and the emotional baggage of what comes with it and your wellness over possessions, those are all the things that I love to talk about on my Instagram and in the guides more than necessarily the exact tools, although those are fun. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, ooh, look at that cool thing. My eggs roll down. That saves me time. So I don't have to open the carton and I can see how many I have and they roll right to me. And, you know, kids like to load it up. Like there's fun things like that, but... I'm super passionate about that psychology. To me, that's like the, yes, that gets people excited. But start small and for sure, it's not perfection. Most of the pictures on my Instagram and in stories are not color-coded beautiful. Like people might even look at them and go, that doesn't even look good to me. Like it's not done, it's not perfect, but it's not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to be in the game, right? And on and on. I could go on and on. When we did Jillian Harris's house and we're going to do Chelsea Handler's house soon, and I don't expect it to look perfect. We can use different colored bins. We can use what they had. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You can perfect it later if that's really important to you, but I do not have a perfect house. There's not enough time for that. That's very true. And that's giving me permission because sometimes I like things to be perfect. So then I'll just... If they don't look perfect on the outside, I just put them behind the drawer. (laughs) You criticize. But once you get started, like once you get going on that laundry room, and if you strive for 
progress, getting in the game, getting it kind of right, not a hundred out of a hundred, like, you know, go for 80 out of a hundred. And then you can perfect it later when you have time, if you even care, but you might be happy enough that it's good, but yeah, I'm crazy about it. I love it. I love it. No, I like this too. Yeah. And I think most women do because they know they've had a bite of that cortisol going down when they get organized. They've had that dopamine of, oh, that felt good. I want more of that. But then you just don't know how to access it. Mm -hmm. And does that happen for women more than men, the cortisol with stuff? No, I don't know. That would be a great question to ask. But I think it was Andrew who, no, it was the UCLA study. And I think they only had women in the study, but I have heard somewhere that men just call it, that's my stuff. Like they're able to put it into their mind as their stuff and it doesn't bother them. I am sure it goes back to, you know, I've talked to Eve Rodsky about this, about the unicorn role of women of it's kind of my job to manage it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the mental load. So much stuff. I love her page and I love her stuff about taking a deck of cards and writing down all the responsibilities in a house. And then depending on what season of life you're in, partner to partner, you divide those up, not equally, but fairly. And organization, definitely decluttering falls into that. And I think we do it more just out of our nature because we have been, you know, we were all hunters and gatherers, but at some point we became the ones to try to manage it all. I got scolded last week. Someone said, quit saying women. And it's true. I just threw it out there because 98% of my followers are women, but it's true. It's not just women. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, it's all applies to you. So anyway, thanks, Jamie. I could go on and on. So, (laughs) so good. We'll have to do this again. Thank you for taking the time. And I will link your page and your guides and all things for those who want to kind of come with me on my mission. I'm kids go back to school and I'm getting organized. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of my people will follow you because they're like, yes, I need to learn more about that. And who knew there was an expert out there? I mean, there's experts in everything, but you're a valuable resource to people who are merging families. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who you think it would resonate with. And if you haven't already, if you could take a couple minutes, head to iTunes and give this podcast a rating and a review. It would mean the world to me, but only if you like the episode though. If you don't, that's cool. Just remember what they say. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Now, if you are a stepmom craving more, I highly recommend joining my membership, the exclusive stepmom community. Members get access to additional podcast episodes, interviews, and coaching sessions, and live Q&As, and just exclusive next-level content and conversation that I don't share anywhere else. Have an issue or a stressor that you'd like my support with? Just bring it to the Ask Jamie section of the forum. I check in throughout the week, and I'm here to help you out. To get more information or to join, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership, and I'll see you in there.